evening to Guys Guys Radio. Welcome. It is Robert Manny, your host here with you, and it is January 4th, 2017. I got that right the first time. 2017. Can you imagine that? Wow. Last week went, last week went fast, but last year went fast too. And so many people want to just shake off the uh, cobwebs and the dust and the anger and everything else from 2016. Had a pretty good 2016 myself. You know why? Because I'm here. I'm healthy and I'm here. And you can't ask for more than that. I guess you can, but uh, that's the main thing. We had a tumultuous 2016, but here we are. So let's make the best of it. We've got a great show today. Uh, our special guest is author Nancy Yearout, and she's got a book called Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You, and she's going to join us in a few minutes when she calls in. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on out there in Guys Guys Land. Um, well, as you know, the whole Guys Guys movement began with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, and since then it's really been growing. We started Guys Guys Radio a few years ago. We've done over 200 podcasts. The podcasts are now distributed on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes, and I believe we will be going on to Google Play if we're not there already, but it should be done this week. So uh, we're everywhere. My uh, website, where I have posted over 250 blog posts, Covering everything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness is at robertmanni.com. Uh, you can also catch me on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny Author, and again, the name of the book, the novel that started the whole Guys Guys movement, which is about making this world a place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. The name of the book is The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. So you can pick it up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers and it's still in some bookstores. And that started the whole Guy's Guy's movement. And we're really about making a change and helping men and helping the women who love men, better men, better world, just making it a place where Men win, women win. There's no reason why it can't happen. My inspiration for the novel was all about kind of uh, bridging the chasm, the communication chasm between men and women, and it's really taken off since then. So that's my little commercial for the brand. Uh, we also do a little guys, guys, guide every week, and I will get to that momentarily, but let me tell, talk a little bit about what's going on. So, we, okay, we had New Year's here in New York City, you know, I've never been in my, all my new years in New York City. I've never gone to Times Square on New Year's Eve. I just didn't want to stand there getting crushed by a lot of people. I love New York, but I'm not into the whole touristy thing. And, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have went and attended it way back when. But now, after 9-11 and with all the security and more and more people and the kind of the resurgence and the renaissance of New York City, it is so crowded there. I was talking to some folks and they actually because you can't find a place to go to the bathroom, you have to, uh, you know, most people are wearing diapers when they go to the Times Square event. And we had the uh, Mariah Carey lip sync meltdown, which, uh, my goodness, uh, you've got to be prepared. You've got to do sound checks. Apparently, she didn't go to the sound check. An assistant went. And uh, sounds like a lot of finger pointing going on. A lot of people were at fault there. But ultimately... 
the performer's got to make sure that things are set up the way they need to be set up so she can shine. And uh, you got to take responsibility of that because you can't trust anybody else. So I'm not saying it's her fault, but ultimately it's her responsibility and her people's responsibility to make it happen. Uh, so anyhow, at least she got a lot of publicity out of it. And uh, so that's that. New Year's. Did you make a resolution? I, uh, I didn't make a resolution. I try to do things that are a little more long lasting, little lifestyle changes. So, uh, I've done a couple of things diet wise in the last couple of years and they've all worked. So I decided, uh, I had gone through a non sugar thing over the summer and I really lost a lot of weight and that means no sugar from, uh, anything that, uh, has carbs in it, et cetera. And wow, the weight really peeled off. And uh, then when I got to the holidays, I started adding things slowly but surely, you know, tasting something here, tasting something there, had a slice of pizza, had a piece of cake, had some birthday cake, had a glass of wine, had some champagne. And before you know it, I had gained most of the, not all, but a lot of the weight back. Um, so I'm in pretty good shape and I work out, so it shouldn't be a problem taking it off again. So I decided, well... Let me do it in steps this year. So the first thing I decided to do was uh, cut out drinking for the first week. So this week, I'm not drinking. I'm also not eating pizza. I'm not eating ice cream. I'm not eating cake. No, no desserts or anything. But I don't want to make it too tough on myself by just cutting everything. So figured cut the big things out. Do that for a week. See how I feel and then continue. So, uh, so far, so good. It's going okay. I just weighed myself today for the first time. I already lost three pounds. So that's pretty good. And I actually had to uh, carry over into January 1st to we wanted my wife and I want to kind of finish off any leftovers that we had in terms of champagne and things like that. So I figured, okay, for the first day, I'll just eat up what's left over. Uh, I had an enchilada. I had some champagne. I had a little white wine. So so since then, the second, the third, and I weighed myself today. So in two days, basically, I lost three pounds. That's pretty darn good. I did use the elliptical trainer. Anyhow, what else is going on? Well, now we're into that part of the year where we have the NFL playoffs. So everybody gets excited and just watches football for a month. Most of the guys out there are into it. And now football's so big with, uh, because of fantasy football and all the fantasy seasons are over now. I actually won my league this year. Um, I beat the team that was 13-1. and one, And I had uh, kind of a come-from-behind year where I was – at one point, two wins and five losses, and then I kind of patched my team together, and off we went, and we got into the playoffs in a four-way tiebreaker as the last team in, and, uh, you know, it's the hot team versus the best team, and uh, got all the way through to the final game and uh, won pretty handily over the best team, so that was fun, and fantasy football is fun. Here in New York, we uh, usually get into some really dif- the depressing weather at this time of year, but so far it hasn't been too bad. The thing is when it's not real cold, which it hasn't been for a couple of years, you get this dreary overcast rainy weather instead. That's kind of what we've had so far over the past month or so. Um, they're saying it's going to get cold overnight, but so far so good. I figure every day that it's not below 20 degrees and we don't have snow on the ground is a good day. I like to run in Central Park, but I don't run when there's ice on the ground anymore. I used to run in every type of weather, rain, sleet, snow, ice, whatever. But I decided a few years ago that, you know, once there's ice on the ground, I I, I don't run outside. 
So I, I go indoors, I use the elliptical and do some push-ups and stuff like that. So that's that. Um, now we've got the uh, president-elect uh, tweeting to us. So there's been, you know, I keep up on Facebook with everybody and there's so much back and forth about Donald Trump. It's like, this guy is such a wild card. I mean, is he going to tweet to us for four years? And then today, which is interesting because, you know, you can kind of go around the press by tweeting to people and you can't push back on him at all because he's just insulated by tweets. But tweets are in writing. And today, Bernie Sanders blew up one of his tweets about no cuts on Social Security, no cuts to Medicaid or Medicare. And he brought it to the Senate floor, this huge blow up of it. So, you know what, when it's in writing, just like anything else, uh, it can be being held against you. And I'm also very interested to see what he has to say about this whole Russian hack thing when he gets briefed by 16 different agencies, if he's going to believe Julian Assange, Assange or if he's going to be, believe the patriots who uh, kind of pulled together all this research into the hacking. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very telling because uh, Trump is such a wild card. We don't know what we're going to get. I do like one idea about the term limits, and they're already starting to push that. That's a good thing, and I think that's long overdue because some of these people, these professional politicians, they get in there, and then they just never go away, and who knows what they're doing when they're in there for so long. I think when they have a clock uh, that they're more uh, motivated to do some things, and then they can go back and live their lives and serve in another way. So this is Guys Guys Radio. I ask everybody, if you want to support Guys Guys Radio, I bootstrap this whole thing on my own. I do have a producer, but I book the guests. I read their books. I prepare the questions. I host the show. And uh, we've got a following, and it's great. And I love doing it, and I love promoting the people who and their work that I get on my podcast. And I've learned so much. It's been a free education for me, and hopefully we've been able to share that with you. I do ask if you could subscribe to guys guys radio it's for free and this way you can just pick up any download whenever you want you can listen to it as you see fit just like all you can with any podcast i also ask if you'd rate and review that uh review guys guys radio on itunes that would be a big help and if you're looking for something to read my novel the guys guys guide to love is out there and you can pick, probably pick it up the digital version for about 3.99 i think uh and that would be very helpful also so thank you now, let's talk about our guest, um, Nancy Yearout. She is a, um, an energy worker and an author, a spiritual life coach, a motivational speaker. Her faith in the Lord and her intuitive abilities have enhanced over the years, giving her the necessary skills to assist many people on their spiritual paths. And her belief in the Lord is what has ignited her to her light to do the work that she's doing. Um, she's got a real estate license. She's been in business. She lives in New Mexico, and she's put together this book called Wake Up, the Universe is Speaking to You, and it's really a uh, kind of a very hands-on, user-friendly tome about how the average person can really dial up their spirituality and work with energy to have the life that they want to lead. lead. And I think it's a really good thing because... Um, you know, the, a lot of the people I interview and a lot of their books, they're at, you know, different levels of sophistication. And this, I'm not saying this is not sophisticated by any means, but I like to have things that, uh, and messaging and guests who can talk to our audience in user-friendly terms and also in layman's terms. And the way the book is laid out, it basically describes here's what chakras are, here's how they work, here's how good ways to med meditate, 
here's what affirmations are all about, here's what, how visualizations work, and then she weaves in her own personal story into it. So it's an interesting read. And again, the name of the book is called Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. Her name is Nancy Yearout, and I'm going to bring her on right now. Good evening, Nancy, and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Hey, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's my pleasure, and I just finished your book up today and put some questions together, and I want to say congratulations and thanks for you know, doing a good deed for everybody by taking a lot of these uh, concepts, if you will, and uh, you know, bundling them up so people can digest them. The chapters are very digestible. Read a chapter, kind of understand what's going on. You can do some of the practices in there. You have some exercises for people and then move on to the next thing. So you did a really nice job. So I'm, I'm wondering, just Thank to you. start off, uh, you're welcome, um, how yeah. you were inspired. I know you have a corporate career, as I have. Uh, right. How did you get inspired to actually make the move to write a book? You know, I actually had the time to finally do it. I always said when I got older, I was going to write down all the things that I learned so I could help other people. And I married a wonderful man and uh, started traveling with him. And uh, I traveled between Texas and New Mexico and actually had the opportunity for the first time to write down some of these cool principles that I learned when I was younger, single mom, um, two kids, trying to figure out how I was going to make it in business and started working with the energy and I thought gosh if I would have known this stuff when I was in my 20s I could have done so much better (laughs) so that's why I wrote the book yeah and I wanted it to be real I wanted people to realize that I wasn't just pulling this stuff out of the air that I actually lived it and have and I do these things and they work so it's to help people just out of curiosity, and I, I actually rarely sure. ask people this, but as a writer and yeah. somebody who wanted to do this, what was your process in terms of pulling the book together? You know, I just, it's funny. I started uh, just writing down some of the things that I had learned. One of the first things that I learned when I got into real estate was affirmations. And I think people don't realize the power of the spoken word and the power of the affirmation. And then I started to relate it to the Bible, for example. I mean, I was never a really super religious person, but Mm -hmm. as I would, as I would start to write these things, I start to realize, wait a minute, um, these things are correlating with the Bible. For example, the spoken word and affirmations, why do they work? Well, it's the vibrations of the energy. Well, then you go back into the Bible and you read in Matthew, for example, 1236, it says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give accounts for every careless word they speak, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So I started to research and started to realize how these things work. Because I would drive to work in my car, and I would say, I sell houses like crazy, or money flows immediately and constantly to me. And I would sell houses like crazy. And so I, could, I learned that I could draw things to myself. And then I started to, you know, do other things, like visualize my parking spot up front, and it was always there. And I experimented with all these things, and all these things worked. And it was basically out of necessity that I started to do these things. And how did I go through the process? I just sat down and started to write down all these cool things that I had learned over the years. And then I delved into each little section, like, for example, on prayer or on music. I did a lot of research on music, and I realized that the harps 
were healing people in the ICU units. And then I started to realize that there were people who were being healed with music with these crystal bowls um, of cancer. And it just came together, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about affirmations a little bit then. Um, You know, it, 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 it sounds simple, but it's not quite as simple as just saying, I'm making lots of money because a lot of people say, well, Hey, I've done that. You know, I've said that to myself and the bigger concept is, you know, managing your thoughts and managing what you say and really believing it and knowing it. Um, So where do people, most people kind of get tripped up when they're, when they're doing affirmations and what's really the best process to keep someone uh, on a straight and narrow path to making sure that they are, um, using affirmations in the right way, using them on a regular basis, and, uh, and kind of managing their thoughts along the way. Yeah, and what you have to do is uh, sit down, write down your affirmations. Don't tweet it. Don't put it on the computer. Write it down. The physical energy of writing that affirmation down, the ink makes it stick. That gives it energy. Then be careful with your words because the universe only gives you what you ask for. So be really specific. What are you looking for? Now, what I've learned, the key to this whole thing is you have to be able to feel what it feels like once you receive it, meaning let's say you want a new car, for example. Mm -hmm. So you visualize a car and you visualize, uh, let's say you want a black car with beige interior. Visualize yourself driving it. Don't visualize your friend driving it or they'll get the car. So visualize yourself driving the car Feel what, it feel what it would feel like to drive that car. If it's a convertible, feel the wind in your, air, your hair. You know, if it's a five-speed, you know, feel what it would feel like to shift that car into fourth gear or whatever. If you can see it and you can feel it, it will be yours. Now, the only thing about affirmations is you can put the energy out there. You may not get it in your time frame. You will only receive it in the universe's time frame. It may not come as quick as you want, or it may come quicker than you thought. It may be something better than you even asked for. But this is not on our timeline. This is on our creator's timeline. So put the, put the intention out there. And that's another thing. It's your intention. Have, if you have pure intention and you use your words properly, and you can feel yourself, and faith comes into this too. You have to have the faith that you'll get it or you won't. Right. How about, um, you know, some say that if God is all-knowing that, you know, you don't have to say the same thing or pray the same. You don't have to pray for the same thing. We'll get into prayer later, but, you know, affirmation is kind of a form of prayer, I guess. It's a communication with the universal consciousness that, Right. It's it's heard the first time that you don't have to do it over and over and over again. But on the other hand, just like meditation, some say that, well, you really have to, it's like muscle memory. You really have to, you know, if you want to make meditation uh, effective, you should do it on a regular basis. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, how do you make that balance with affirmations so they don't become rote? Because it's easy for people yeah. to just say, I'm going to have a great car, a big car. And then they're like waiting. And then, and then when do you let go of it? <laughs> yeah, you've got to be specific. I mean, you want to say, 
okay, this is where like vision boards come into play. You put the picture of the car you want up on your vision board and you look at it every day. It gets into your subconscious. So then you're mentally putting that energy out to the universe. You say your affirmation once or twice and you just know you're going to get it and you have to have the faith that it's going to come to you. So does that answer your question? Absolutely, sure. Um, let's, let's move on to, uh, meditation as I touched on briefly. Um, Mm -hmm. first of all, tell us your thoughts on meditation and then how, how often and how, how to meditate, because, you know, some say that, uh, meditation, um, is different now in that modern, the modern person in an urban area maybe does not have a lot of time to, to do meditation the way that, Somebody maybe sat under a tree for like days upon a time that could meditate. Yet, there are still ways to meditate as effectively. What are your right. thoughts about meditation and how we can fold it into our everyday lives? I mean, I think if you can even, you could try to do it every day. And if, even if it's yes. for a couple of minutes, yes. find the yes. time. And you if and you I, can't find yes. the time, that means you need to find the time. That's correct. You know, and I agree. When I was uh, a little bit younger, I didn't realize all of these things. And I was such a hyper person. I was such a type A personality. And if I knew about meditation, I think it really would have helped me just calm my mind and calm myself. And I think it would help a lot of young people today who are stressed out. But um, what I've done, and I suggest to a lot of people, is get yourself uh, a meditation CD or download something from the Internet. I listen to Steve Halburn. Uh, music for healing mind and body and you know I do 10 minutes in the morning if I don't have time for 30 minutes I do 10 minutes or I'll lay in the bathtub and meditate or I'll sit in the jacuzzi and meditate but you've got to close off the noise from outside for just maybe 10-15 minutes a day believe it or not it will change your mood it will calm Mm -hmm. you down and you will actually get better insight, um, good thoughts, like uh, good ideas will come into your head that maybe wouldn't have come in otherwise. It almost opens you up to a whole nother energy coming from above, um, coming from the universe, and I just really think it's huge. If we could, and I read an article, this is so interesting, they've done a lot of studies in Britain, and people who are meditating that are in their 50s, who have always meditated, have the same gray matter in their brain as a 25-year-old. And I believe it's and, and I can't tell you exactly why. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist, but I just really feel like it's because they're taking the time, and like you said, 10, 15 minutes, and just calming the mind, relaxing the body. You know, that, that does a lot. I mean, we get so stressed out, and that's why I talk about the energy and how to clear your energy fields because, you know, we're, we're out in the world, and everybody is so stressed out. And even if you're not stressed out, by the time you get home from shopping or whatever, there's so many other people out there that affected your energy field. Do you know what I mean? You've got to do yep. something to clear yourself. And these are, that's why I put these little things in there, like a sea salt bath. You know, come home from work and do a sea salt bath. Lay in there for 30 minutes, put half a cup of sea salt, and meditate. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're not only clearing and balancing your chakras, you're just calming your mind. And when you do that, you get so many great ideas. 
into your head and it comes from the universe. Mm-hmm. So. So let's let's continue with that because an interesting part of the book, uh, one of the chapters I really like was about kind of energy clearing. And one of the things you mentioned that, you know, you, even if you touch uh, ATM, the keypad or whatever, yeah. we're picking up energy from everything. And it's interesting because uh, my hamstring area was kind of blocked up and my wife also does some energy work. And she said, you know, it's going to take a little while to heal. I put energy there, but you had had a lot of sludge in there. And uh, yeah. it's interesting, one of the uh, exercises you mentioned that you know, when you go to something like uh, using the ATM or using your credit card, you should do a little mantra about, uh, you know, protecting your energy while you're doing that and also flicking the tips of your fingers, flicking yes. energy yes. off of them. So could you talk about those two, uh, yeah. those two behaviors, if you will, because I think they're very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you think about it, and it makes sense, every time you you uh, swipe your card at the grocery store or where at the ATM machine, where wherever it is, how many other people have touched those numbers? So what you're doing is you're picking up, and we don't even think about this. You're picking up everybody else's energy. So what you have to do, it only takes a quick second, and nobody's going to notice that you do it. Just swipe your hand over and say negative energy go, or be gone, or whatever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. But swipe your hand over it and just say negative energy, go, clear the energy, whatever, you know, whatever you feel comfortable, like I say. And then that way, at least you are getting rid of some of that negative stuff before you put your hands on it. Now, how about if you go, uh, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, what were you going to ask me? I was going to say for New Yorkers and people in urban areas, if you get on the subway, you get on the bus, you get in a taxi, same thing. Just kind of clear the space. Just mentally say what? No. You know what I do? And I've done this. This is a weird thing. You may think this is odd, but I've done this since my kids were little. Um, You know, I had two little young girls, and I was by myself, and we would go to public events. And I don't know how I figured this out or how I even knew to do this, but I would bubble us. I would visualize us in a white bubble, mm-hmm. call it the heavenly light or whatever. I would just visualize us in a bubble. And when I would do this, people wouldn't bother us. It, it was almost like we were invisible. They didn't even talk to us. So what I do is if I go into a place and I'm concerned Instead of bubbling myself now, I've gotten a little older and I've realized I'll put a white, I'll visualize like a a silver net around me, meaning that the good energy can come in, but the bad energy can't. And if you visualize yourself with some white light around you, whether it be a, a net or whether it be, you know, just white light, you're actually protecting yourself. Okay. Now, you may, a lot of people may say, oh, come on, try it, try it. This actually works, and you can protect yourself when you go out into the public. Mm-hmm. No, I, I actually do that. And I, another thing is, I uh, if somebody is from, I have a background in hypnosis. If somebody's, uh, I don't like their energy, well, I'll, I'll move away, but uh, or even cross the street if I feel some vibe. But if somebody who yeah. is if their vibe, I can't get away because I'm in a subway or something like that. I will. Right. Uh, use what's called a mirror technique and just imagine myself kind of uh, in like a rectangle box of mirrors facing outwards and I will mirror back mm-hmm. if they're sending me kind of bad ill will, bad vibes, just send it back to them. And invariably when I do that, the person moves <laughs> yeah. on their oh, own. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny? And then I, they did, move. I did this 
Yeah, I did this with neighbors. I have to tell you this. You're going to crack up. So I lived in a duplex at one point in my life, right? And we had a common wall. And I was getting some really negative energy, and it was my bedroom that was right there in that connecting wall. So I took a mirror, and I put it facing their side, and it stopped. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because what it did was, right, it sent back that energy. So you're exactly right. You, You hit it right on the head. You're right. Now, you also talk about saging. A lot of people like to clear their place, and I like to use white sage. And then you gave us a great tip, which was um, if you're going to sage a space, open the doors or the windows so that the energy you want to get rid of has some place to go, uh, which is great. But the other thing that you mentioned I thought was really interesting, and maybe you can talk about it a little bit, is you mentioned uh, some other uh, things to burn. Like one was uh, cinnamon, doing a cinnamon staging, if you will. How does that work? Well, and that's a wonderful thing to do at holiday time. You know, we have our relatives come over and people that we aren't usually, I don't know why, for some reason, we've always got, everybody usually has one relative that causes problems in the, in the sure. at Christmas or, or the holidays. So anyway, all you have to, <laughs> all you have to do is take a pot of boiling water and add some cinnamon. Um, Mm -hmm. And I give the recipe, you know, two or three tablespoons. If you have cinnamon sticks, even better. And just put it on the stove. Let the cinnamon uh, steam seep out into the house. And it will balance the energy in the room. And it will clear the negative energy out. Again, you know, crack a window. Uh, You know, nobody really has to notice that you're doing this. Another thing I talk about, too, is salt. Mm-hmm. You know, it may sound like an old wives' tale, but the Hawaiians do this. And I have actually put salt around the perimeter of my house. This is when I was single and I was living by myself, you know, and I just felt like somebody was around. So I put salt. And it was funny. I forgot I did it. And I had an event, and I had a couple of people that couldn't come in. Literally. Any type of salt would work for that, Nancy? Yes, any type okay. of salt will work for that. I like sea salt, but you can do any any type of salt. So a lot of these little things will work, and it's the properties within the salt that make it work, just like the sage. People say, why does sage work? It's the white sage. It's the properties within the smoke that clear the energy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk okay. about um, uh, oils, because I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, a lot of people um, in the Bible, it's mirth and frankincense and all of that, lavender. Yes. Tell us a little bit yes. about uh, uh, you know, oils and how they have uh, anti-viral, anti-cancer properties, how you use the oil. Do you have a, like a mister or what, what, do you, what do you use for that? Right, right. Well, again, it goes back, here we are, we go back to biblical times where, you know, I always thought, okay, so why was it such a big deal that the three wise men brought Jesus the frankincense and myrrh? I mean, what was the, well, they were as precious as gold. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Well, obviously, they were, you know, meant for healing purposes. And when you start to delve into it, you realize that each oil has its own frequency, okay? And so, uh, for example, a calming oil would be lavender. So with your sea salt bath, you put a few drops of lavender in. And believe it or not, you will feel like a different person. One of the coolest things that I've ever read, if you read my book, you you probably read about thieves and about the Mm -hmm. Black Plague, Yep. This is a cool story because 
back in the 16th century, there was a band of thieves, and they were going around stealing, and they were stealing from people who had the plague. And the king was like, how are you guys stealing and not getting the disease? And what they realized were the thieves confessed that they uh, came from a family of apothecaries, which uh, they knew the remedies, and they knew which oils to put on themselves to protect themselves from getting Mm -hmm. the plague. Isn't that? And so, you know, you just start to realize... Right, and and I'll tell you something. I research the oils. I use the oils every day, and I really believe that aromatherapy is a wonderful, wonderful thing to clear your house. It's another way to clear your house, another way to clear yourself, another way to clear your energy fields. But one of the coolest things that I read about was frankincense and the ability it has to fight cancer. These are things that I had no idea um, that, that people were doing today, and and I quote a lot of this. When you read my chapter on oils, you'll you'll read about the doctor who's using um, frankincense right now to cure cancer patients. It's just really interesting stuff. How, and does, how I does it work? A, a little people, bit, just a little bit about because a lot of people, so many people have some type of cancer. Uh, just give us a little bit about how how do you use frankincense for cancer? Well, and this is something that you would okay. So it's a chemical compound. It's in the resin of frankincense. Okay, this guy, and he's out of um, let's see, Leicester University. He's in the mm-hmm. UK. Okay, and his name is Dr. Muhammad Suhal. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing his name properly. And I've had a couple conversations with him, and he says that what happens with the frankincense, and he uses it in a different form than what we would be able to obtain it in. So you would have to go to somebody who, uh, like a specialist. But what he explained to me and what I write in my book about is that when you use the uh, frankincense, it actually changes your DNA code. So if you have cancer and your DNA is messed up, it corrects it. It corrects your DNA code. Isn't that amazing? It is. And you yeah. you would burn so, it, or what do you do? Because I've seen the oil. Well, and he told I'm, right the doc right. No, you can't do that. The doctor told me that he's treating patients, and again, you know, you'd have to go to somebody who's doing it. It's not in the form that we can uh, that I could use aromatherapy. Although I will say it wouldn't hurt to try to use it aromatherapy wise, or to use it topically, as long as you had a carrier oil with it. You'd have to be sure that it was 100% frankincense, but. In his studies, he's using it in a different form where he separates it um, from its, uh, like the oil use that you would naturally see. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's a little bit more, uh, you know, elevated on this whole uh, frankincense than I am. But I burn frankincense in my house all the time to clear the energy. Okay. Um Okay. That's fascinating. Um, you also talk about uh, the power in a lot of things, water and numbers. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. Um, you can find out your your personal number. I got a little confused on one thing by it, taking the day of your birth. Let's see, for me, it's a 22nd, so it would be 2 plus 2. So is my number 4 then, or what do you, what do, you do with that? Well, I, I give the whole scenario, and you have to – 
pick up my book and, and you want to figure out how to do your numbers, I mean, there, you can go onto the Internet and it tells you how to do it. But there's a lot of different ways to, to find out your number. Um, there's a couple different things. You can have a personality number, which mm-hmm. is interesting to find out um, how to do it. And then you can also, um, I'm trying to think what, uh, you could also do, it's not the personality number, but your uh what's coming up in the year ahead, your life number. So, yes, there is a way to do that. And I give you, uh, let me give you an example. So let's say you were born on the 14th day of February in 1971. So, and your last birthday was in 2015. So you would add the numbers in the day, one, one and four, plus the numbers in the month, zero, two, plus the numerals in the year of your last birthday, 2015, mm-hmm. and you would get the sum of 15. So 1 plus 4 plus 0 plus 2, you would add up the numbers, and I show this in my book, and yep. it tells you what year you're in. And each year can represent something. Like say you're, in your, say you're in a number one year, it would be opportunity. Number two would be balance. Number three, this year you're supposed to learn create. You figure it out, and you figure out what year you're in and um, what you're supposed to be working on if that makes sense. The reason I wrote a chapter on numbers, and this is really important that I bring this up, is because I was noticing the same number kept coming up for me, and I couldn't figure out what it meant. You know, everybody has a number. And I started to realize my kids were born on the same day but different months, and my grandson was born on the same day. And then I started to realize that my license plate added up to that number, and the number was in my checking account. And then I started to realize the universe was showing me. Every time I saw this number, say I was driving down the road and I saw my number, I realized it was confirming that I was on the right path. Um, when you're at the grocery store, for example, and your number comes up, it kind of confirms that you're making a good purchase. But when you're – I also have another number that comes up when I know that I'm overspending. So – it's quite interesting. <laughs> That's a good if you start, one. It's true. And if you start to pay attention to the numbers, you will realize that the universe is showing you these numbers for a reason. It's not just, you know, random. There is a reason. Numbers have energy. And, this, and I write a whole chapter on it, and it goes back to, you know, before biblical times that they realize that numbers have energy. So my advice to people is just pay attention. If you keep seeing the same number over and over and over, it's the universe trying to confirm or disarm, and you know that within your soul, which it is. Mm -hmm. So I always say really pay attention to the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Um, You mentioned also uh, angels, and uh, a lot of people – uh, develop their relationship with different angels and are or are curious about it or are mystified by it because how can an angel be in more than one place at the same time and are they really listening yeah. and are they going to help me and like and you mentioned <laughs> the whole parking space thing and I've experienced the same thing with that and I, I found it's pretty consistent that if you ask you know you're going to you're going to get help you might you, it, you'll get help in the way you're supposed to get help you have to be open right. um, when you're getting help. Uh, it can't be nothing. It's not things aren't necessarily going to be delivered in this timetable and the way you want it to be, but right, you get right. probably what you need. Um, kind of like Mick Jagger sang, right? Uh, 
<laughs> you don't get yeah, what you want, exactly. but you get what you need. So tell us a right. little bit about some of your experiences that you've sure. had and how you've yeah. kind of made connections with, with angels. Yeah, um, well, I believe everybody has a guardian angel, and I believe we all have angels around us. The biggest thing that people need to know about angels is you have to communicate with them. You have to ask for their help. They, I believe that they cannot help unless you ask for their help. I uh, can tell you a couple different things that have happened to me in my lifetime. Um, you know, a single mom, I had two little girls. We were in an apartment. This is years ago. And I fell asleep on the couch. And I had put the girls to bed. And I guess I just didn't shut the front door or lock the front door. And I, there was somebody pounding on my door. And I got up and I looked. And I, there was this lady standing there, and she had really piercing blue eyes, and she just looked at me like, girlfriend, shut your door. What are you doing? And I just looked at her, and she was kind of like, where did you come from? So I shut my door, and I locked it, and I went to bed. And I got up the next morning, and I thought, that was so weird. She, I don't even think she said anything to me. But she was – and I looked for her, you know, after. Mm-hmm. I looked for this woman to thank her to say, oh, thanks for coming over and telling me I didn't shut my front door. I never saw her again. Wow. It's just a strange deal. Yeah, and I've had these things happen to me numerous times. I, I'm sure a lot of people, I've been caught in a snowstorm. It was a snowstorm in my office. I'll never forget this. And I was by myself. I was a single person, and there was a lot of snow, and I got stuck. And I didn't have anybody to call, and it was getting dark. And I said, okay, God, I need some help here. Angels, where are you guys at? And I swear to you, out of nowhere, this guy shows up, young man. He had on a long black coat, like an overcoat, and he had, I can remember, he had black gloves. And he pushed my car out, and I got back onto the road, and I turned around to look, and he was gone. Wow. You know, I turned to thank him. Yeah, and you know, I've talked to so many different people, and I write in my book, uh, there's some really cool angel stories in my book that you can read that are, I interviewed several people, and, and I'm sure you read the stories, and I hope people do, because mm-hmm. they're out there. You just have to ask. So if somebody wants to develop a relationship uh, with angels, what's the best way to start? Should they start with um, reaching out to their guides or guardian angels, or just, you know, do they have to ask for a specific angel to step in and, you know, help them? Or, because I know different angels have... There's a hierarchy for different things. And not everybody knows that stuff. So should people start with their guardian angel and say, hey, I want to have a relationship with you. You know, give me a sign and let's let's work together. How do do you develop that? What's a good starting point for people? You know, and I can't even tell you how I started. I started to research angels, and then I realized that Michael, Archangel Michael, was a warrior, and I always felt like a warrior because <laughs> I always had to fight and to survive, and uh, mm-hmm. so I just liked him, um, and so I always kind of connected with him. But I think it's whoever you connect with, and, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever – a lot of people have heard of Dorian Virtue. She has a yeah, set sure. of angel cards. Yeah, and I love Doreen Virtue, and I'll tell you what, I've had her angel cards for years, and I give them as gifts to people, because every single day, I get up, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm psychic, I'm intuitive, but I will get up, and I'll say, okay, God, okay, angels, what do I need to know today, and I pull an angel card every single day, and 
every single day they're right on. Today it was prioritized. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the cool thing about these cards, and the reason I bring them up, is I actually have them. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> Each card. I pull a three. A I pull a three about once a month. No, I'll go, you pull I'll a three, you pull one. <laughs> oh, anyway, just one? Because I usually just say, you I know, always, I want yeah. the past, uh, the recent past, and then what's going on oh. right now, and then the future. If you pull three, they yeah. give you a supposedly a story, and then if the card is turned upside down, it supposedly means that, you know, that's something you're not paying enough attention to. Now, I'll do that with my tarot cards, but I don't do mm-hmm. that with my angel cards. Um, I always pull one. Like, I always, this is just me, though. You can do it however you want to, whatever works okay. for you, right? But um, I pull one and say, what do I need to know today? And today was prioritized. So it was like, okay, I guess you guys are right. And some days I laugh because it's exactly what I needed you know and so I suggest people do things like this and again you're asking the angels to help you and they do mm-hmm. every single time so yeah now, you, I think that's a really cool thing what? now you're psychic um, how did you know like supposedly everybody has intuitive and some type of psychic quote-unquote psychic abilities but you know it's a matter of kind of dialing your frequency in and part of the yeah. way of doing that obviously is to clear your you know Cut, cut down the monkey chatter and all of that. But how, how, how did you know that you were, had these abilities that were being developed? How did you develop them and which abilities have you developed? Where clairaudient, clairsentient, what, whatever, psychic. Yeah. I, channeling, right. I, I don't, right. I don't speak to the dead. I know things. And I use my gut instinct, which we all have, like you mm-hmm. said, we all have our intuition. We are all given the same ability. It just depends on how much you use it. I had to use mine. Um, I'm very intuitive. I've become more intuitive because I use it and I pay attention. Um, as I've become older and I've done it for so long and I think I've become closer uh, to the Lord and I've just been given the ability to do more and more. I do tarot readings. I don't really like to do them as much. I really mm-hmm. like to talk to people and counsel people more. Um, I will do tarot readings for people to help people. The cards are usually always right. Um, but I just, I use my, I use my power for good, right? We all have mm-hmm. the power. It's up to us whether we use it for good or evil. And I use my power for good. And the more you use it, the more powerful you become, I believe. And the more you now, know. Now, uh, have you uh, have you ever, ever go like you go to the supermarket and you're like, oh, that person has a problem, or this person, uh, you know, you can yeah. kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I so I pick up on things, and sometimes I. It all depends if I say something or not. It just depends mm-hmm. on who it is and if I feel comfortable. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, my goal is to help people as much okay. as I can. Okay, so we're on the Guys Guys podcast right now, Guys Guys Radio. What are you picking up? What am I picking up? Um, wow. <laughs> Let me see here. Give me a second. <laughs> um, I'm picking up good energy. You've got good energy, and we've got good energy going out there. And I feel like um, people are listening, and they're trying to find answers. And uh, I think we're, we're helping people. I really think you're helping good. people. Yeah, well, thank you. I do. Well, we are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Uh, good. That's so the what... goal, you know? <laughs> uh, absolutely. 
I actually had a channeling session with a guy by the name of Paul Selig, who you might be familiar with. He's kind of become a big deal now, but this is about four years ago. And I was asking about what I'm embarking on, which is what I'm doing now. And they, the guide said, well, would you do this if you, there wasn't any money involved? You got to ask yourself that. And I'm like, that's a great question. So having done that for a couple of years and not making the money I wanted to make on it, I was like, okay, now I'm doing, I'm doing that. So let's, let's, let's go. But it's very interesting in how, uh, you know, you can work with the, with the guides and uh, they will help out. And it's all about uh, helping. It's all about service. It's all about claiming your worth recognizing everybody else's worth and then service. And if you have that all wrapped up, then I think things start to happen when they're supposed to happen the way you want it to happen. But you have to have some of those things in place first. It's not just I want, I want, I want. It's got to right. be a little no, more you have to the to package, give. right? Right. You have right, and you have to give, and your your intention has to be pure. You know, um, for a long time, I was all like, "Oh, when I get when I make this much money, I'm going to buy a jet, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going right. to do that." Well, you know what? God put me right back in my place. You can call him creator, whatever you want, and said, Nancy, you need to write a book and help other people. The real estate market kind of went to hell in a handbasket, and I was put back in my little seat, and and I was basically, uh, I just sat there, what am I going to do? If I can't do real estate, what am I going to do? And, and then I realized that there was something out there that I was supposed to do, and it wasn't helping myself or making more money. It was helping other people. And that is the true, um, there's joy, there is satisfaction, there is a lot of satisfaction when you can help other people, Um, you know, that you can't get from things or from money. There is a lot of reward when you can really help other people. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like... um, we need to give. Everybody needs to give back. You know, I talk about raising the vibration on the earth, and I just think that there's so much negativity going on right now. If we could yes. all just give back mm-hmm. and we could all put out a little more positive energy, we could actually change the vibration here. We could stop some of the negativity that's going on in our world I right now. Agree, I agree. agree. You know? Yeah. Well, let's, so let's that's my that. deal. Right. <laughs> that's what well, I. That's the goal. The goal is to teach people to start to pay attention. Wake up. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention to the people around you. Pay attention to what the universe is trying to show you, and whatever, and realize that whatever you give out, whatever you project, is what comes back. So if you're looking for love, give love. Mm-hmm. If you're looking, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Whatever yep. energy you project is what you're going to receive back. And that's what people don't realize. And it's so simple. And I think pay attention are probably two of the most important words that anybody can ever uh, claim, if you will, because that's what it's all about. So this is Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest, Nancy Yearout. The name of the book is Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. Nancy, could you please tell our audience uh, where they can find out more about you, your books, sure. your website, social media, all that stuff. And also, you've been a great guest, and I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they can um, visit me on my website. It's the Energy Prophet. 
com. You can get my book um, online at barnesandnoble.com or at amazon.com. And thank you for having me on. I, I wish you the best, and I, I hope we can uh, get this word out to people so we can raise the vibration here. Absolutely. Let's do it together. Thank you so much, Nancy, Sounds and happy great. 2017. Good job. You as well. You as well. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a good one. All right, folks, uh, that's our most of our show for this evening. I do a little segment called Guys, Guys, Guide, and I skipped it at the beginning, so I need to discipline myself a little bit. I've been juggling, so let's just talk about this week's Guys, Guys, Guide, and I wrote about this. It's on my website, and I promoted it on social media, but it's about my guide to the Guys, Guys, Guide to turning the page on 2016 and welcoming in the new year. So uh, it's as I mentioned, 2016 was tough. What do we do? How do we leave that behind, close the door on it? And then how do we start out to 2017? So let's start with uh, 2016. We had this election. You've got people very polarized. You know, let's face it, a week from now, two weeks from now, whatever it is, Donald Trump's going to become president. You're going to have Ted Nugent playing at the inauguration or whatever. And it's going to be past the point of Trump supporters saying, we won, you guys are so losers, and people who voted for the Democrats are going to have to say, hey, this guy's president, we have to wake up, deal with this guy, and see if he'll do a good job, and maybe some of the things he's suggesting could turn out to be good, maybe he will drain the swamp, maybe we'll, maybe by appointing people who don't like the, who don't like the commissions that they're ahead of, will change shake things up a little bit. I don't know, but we have to keep an open mind on it now and be very vigilant also because I think one of the things about this election, I think, you know, half the people don't vote. I think next election, you're going to see a lot of people galvanize on both sides and people are going to vote and they're also going to keep their eyes on the politicians. Both. You've got three sets of three, three uh, groups, really. You have the Trump people, You've got the Republicans who are partially Trump people, but they have their own agenda. Also, I think the Republicans and I think they're going to try to play Trump a little bit. And he I don't know if he's going to go along with all of their stuff because they weren't super supportive of him. Then you've got the Democrats and the progressives. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. So just get a grip on it. And let's play it out and, and see what happens. But be mindful. Two, we had so many artists and celebrities pass last year and people were freaking out like the whole music industry is dying and all these actors and actresses are dying. You know what? Baby boomers get older and there's going to be more and more of them passing. It just so happened that a lot of them left us last year. Some say I've read some people say that, you know, a lot of artists and all have chosen to pass uh, to enter a different realm because this one was kind of played out for them, if you will. No pun intended. So let's respect them. Let's enjoy the work and be prepared. More, more people, more boomers are going are to pass. That's just the way it is. For 2017, I think we've got to do a couple of things. One, stay positive and be appreciative. You know what? We're here. As I said earlier in the show, we're here. We're alive. If you have a roof over your head, if you're listening to Guys Guys Radio podcast, if you have running water, if your toilet flushes, if you had a hot meal today, you're better off than probably 90% of the people on this planet. There's a lot of reasons to stay positive and more importantly, to be appreciative of what you have. So just keep that in mind every day. I know before my head hits the pillow or when my head hits the pillow every night, I say, 
I'm sure glad I'm not sleeping outside because it's really cold out there. And it's something, something as simple as that. You know what? At some point, people were sleeping outside. And in some places, people still are sleeping outside in the cold. So let's be mindful of that. Um, again, setting intentions instead of resolutions, making lifestyle changes. Instead of going on a diet, maybe make a change. Give up drinking. Give up sugar. Give up salt give up pizza, whatever, but make it long-term. Don't just do it in a week. Don't just say, I'm going to work out and join a gym. And then by February 1st, you're back to the old ways. You have to stick to things. Plus the older you get, you got to stick to the programs because it's easy to slip and it's easy to go right back. And if you're a boomer, you know, at a certain point, if you get sick, you can get real sick. If you're not starting to take care of yourself, there's so much adult diabetes there's, there's so many problems with obesity and it's easy to just give up and get out of shape. And then it gets harder and harder and harder to come back. So stick with it, stick with your programs, make it about your lifestyle. You know what? I gave up eating meat eight and a half years ago. I loved bacon. I loved the steak. I loved cheeseburger but I put them in the past and my system's a lot better. I just got tested. My alkaline was like seven and uh, that's perfect, particularly for a guy my age. So keep track of your alkaline, your pH balance also, because that's really a great indicator of the acidity in your body. And the more acidic your body is, the more likely chances you have of getting chronic illnesses. So do some Googling, read up on that. You can read my blog. I mention it frequently. Your pH balance, your acidity in your body is key to staying healthy. And know, of course, that change, positive change comes from within. You want to be beautiful on the outside? You know, you've got to do things on the inside. You know, they say with uh, you want a six-pack, more of the six-pack is made in the kitchen than it is in the gym. So you've got to do things to yourself internally to be beautiful as much as you do externally. And uh, with that in mind, when you choose love over fear, you're going to have so many decisions during the day. If you can choose love more and more versus fear, you're going to be a lot better off. So that's my thoughts on how to get into 2006, 17 and how to get it off to a great start. So that's our show for this evening, folks. We're going to be back next week, next Wednesday. And we have a guest, uh, Jody Hershey. She wrote a book called The Call of the Day. It is another spiritual book. We're on a spiritual bent this month. And we're going to do a lot of romance in February because it's the month of love with Valentine's Day. But right now we have another spiritual teacher next week. We had one last week. We had one this week. And we'll just stay on that theme and then we'll move off. But Guys Guys Radio is all about like my website, life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. When men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Please rate us. Please review us. Please subscribe to Guys Guys Radio. And remember, guys, guys, finish first.